Hello, and welcome to the Clinical Care Options Infectious Disease Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Adams. In this episode, Dr. Manang Shah discusses how HIV assist can be used to modify ART in the presence of hyperlipidemia. Dr. Shah is an associate professor in infectious diseases at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland, and is the founder, executive director, and principal investigator of HIV assist. For the full online educational program, please visit the link in the show notes for this episode. Now, let's hear what Dr. Shaw has to say. People with HIV are at risk for hyperlipidemia and cardiovascular disease for multifactorial reasons, including HIV itself, the receipt of antiretroviral drugs, as well as other traditional risk factors such as family history, presence of comorbid conditions such as diabetes, as well as other factors, including tobacco smoking. Healthcare professionals must consider the potential impact of their antiretroviral choices and also manage drug-drug interactions when optimizing treatment of hyperlipidemia, all while sustaining virologic suppression. HIV assist is a useful tool for supporting healthcare professionals in the HIV management in the setting of other comorbidities. And I will discuss and illustrate herein how to use HIV assist for adjusting antiretroviral treatment in a person with HIV newly started on statin therapy for hyperlipidemia. Let's consider a 56-year-old person with HIV with a history of HIV drug resistance mutations and multiple prior antiretroviral regimens, who is currently suppressed on a regimen of darunavir boosted with ritonavir plus tenofovir alafenamide, or TAF, combined with emtricitabine, or FTC. The 2020 HIV Medicine Association and Infectious Disease Society of America Primary Care Guidance recommends obtaining a lipid panel upon initiation of care and ideally before the start of any antiretroviral therapy. A lipid panel should be repeated as clinically needed based upon risk for atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease for which HIV is recognized as a risk enhancer in the 2018 multi-society cholesterol guidelines. Upon routine screening, this patient was found to have elevated low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, or LDL, warranting statin therapy. Therefore, atorvastatin was initiated. Overall, HIV assist supports treatment decisions for persons with HIV who also have concomitant comorbidities. HIV assist allows healthcare professionals to create a patient-specific treatment plan that simultaneously considers the challenges associated with HIV drug resistance, along with the impact of hyperlipidemia on antiretroviral and lipid-lowering treatment decisions. HIV assist has a simple user interface that can be used by healthcare professionals to capture key patient variables that influence antiretroviral selection. To use HIV assist, in this situation, we would enter cumulative genotypic data for this patient, which includes nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitor or NRTI resistance mutations, notably the M184V, as well as non-nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitor or NNRTI resistance in the form of a K103N mutation. His prior treatment history included lopinavir boosted with ritonavir, as well as lamivudine in combination with AZT, or zidovudine. He had also previously been on a regimen of efavirenz co-formulated with tenofovir disoproxyl fumarate and FTC, or emtricitabine. All of these 
parameters would be entered into the HIV assist tool. Additionally, his new atorvastatin prescription for his hyperlipidemia and other variables related to his virologic suppression would be entered, including the fact that he has a CD4 cell count of greater than 200 cells per cubic millimeter, and that he is currently on a regimen of TAF co-formulated with FTC plus boosted darunavir. HIV Assist evaluates all of these inputs from multiple dimensions of decision-making, including drug-drug interactions, the assessment of comorbidities and resistance mutations, as well as prior antiretroviral regimens and the current regimen efficacy, all with the goal of ensuring sustained virologic suppression. Its algorithms create a cumulative HIV assist score in which lower scores, which on the website are represented in dark green colors, represent antiretroviral regimens that may be considered more preferred because they have a higher likelihood of achieving or maintaining virologic suppression while minimizing other negative effects, such as drug interactions or impact on comorbidities. As the regimens change from a lighter green on the output screen to yellow to red, the HIV assist score is noted to increase, which reflects greater uncertainty in the available data on virologic efficacy for this specific patient scenario. In this patient scenario, the algorithms are suggesting a replacement of the person's current tenofovir alafenamide with EDF, and also suggesting a replacement of darunavir-ritonavir that the patient is currently on with dolutegravir. Overall, HIV assist provides a rationale to facilitate decision-making. Healthcare professionals must consider the effects of antiretroviral on hyperlipidemia and antiretroviral drug interactions with statins while also maintaining an effective number of active antiretrovirals in the setting of NRTI and NNRTI drug resistance. HIV assist also will provide educational support for each of these dimensions of antiretroviral selection. First, let us consider comorbidities. HIV assist applies rules to prioritize or penalize the incorporation of specific antiretrovirals based on the listed comorbidities deriving these rules from applicable guidelines. Pertinent to this case, the Department of Health and Human Services, or DHHS, HIV guidelines note that boosted protease inhibitors have been associated with dyslipidemia. It also notes that TDF has been associated with lower lipid levels than abacavir or TAF, tenofovir alafenamide. The guidelines further convey that bictegravir, duravirine, dolutegravir, and raltegravir and rilpivirine have fewer lipid effects. All of these aspects are considered by the HIV assist rules. This explains why the regimen with the most favorable HIV assist score for this patient scenario excluded tenofovir alafenamide and replaced it with TDF. The step-by-step -step rationale employed by HIV assist can be visualized in a pop-up that can be accessed by clicking on the antiretroviral regimen. In doing so, an educational sheet will appear that explains that TDF-containing regimens receive prioritization in this patient scenario with comorbid hyperlipidemia because of its relatively favorable lipid effects. Dolutegravir-containing regimens receive similar prioritization. This 
evidence base employed by HIV Assist can also be viewed by clicking on the additional information tab, which is visible on the recommendation screens when using the tool on a website. From this tab, one can select comorbidities from the menu. Doing so reveals that protease inhibitors, such as boosted darunavir, may contribute to lipid abnormalities, and HIV Assist has therefore penalized all darunavir-containing regimens in the setting of comorbid hyperlipidemia. Next, let us consider drug-drug interactions. HIV Assist also provides drug-drug interaction information based on available guideline data, as well as the University of Liverpool's HIV Drug Interaction Guide. Drug-drug interaction information is available by clicking on the Additional Information section of the results screen. Here, you will see detailed information on the effect of boosted darunavir, a component of the patient's current regimen, on atorvastatin. Boosted protease inhibitors can increase statin concentrations, which in turn increases the risk of statin-induced myalgias or myopathies, as well as potential increased risk in hepatotoxicity and or rhabdomyolysis. This drug-drug interaction explanation illustrates why boosted darunavir-containing regimens are ranked lower in the HIV-assist output, despite the patient having achieved current virological suppression on a protease inhibitor-based regimen. Next, let us consider resistance mutations. In the setting of drug resistance, HIV-assist applies treatment principles from the DHHS and the International Antiviral Society, or IAS, USA guidelines. In most instances, HIV-assist prioritizes antiretroviral regimens with a greater number of active drugs and higher barriers to resistance, while also considering prior treatment history and the available evidence to support specific antiretroviral combinations for maintaining viral suppression. HIV-assist algorithms include rules to reflect the most recent DHHS guidance for optimization in the setting of existing NRTI resistance. HIV-assist algorithms includes rules that reflect the current DHHS guidance that state, quote, for optimization in the setting of existing NRTI resistance, two NRTIs, such as TAF or TDF, plus either 3TC or FTC, should be included in the regimen with a fully active, high-resistance barrier drug, such as dolutegravir, boosted darunavir, or bictegravir. HIV-assist uses data from the Stanford HIV Drug Resistance Database to determine the relative effect of drug resistance mutations to aid healthcare professionals when evaluating drug resistance. Overall, these factors are evaluated simultaneously to consider optimal antiretroviral regimen selection. In this case, I would use the HIV-assist output to counsel the patient about the benefits and risks of treatment options related to management of both his hyperlipidemia and HIV. Recognizing that the patient has achieved virologic suppression on his current ARV regimen, decisions to switch to a more lipid-friendly regimen must ensure that any new regimen will maintain virologic suppression. Thank you very much to Dr. Shaw and thank you to our listeners for joining in. To get more from this program, see the link in the show notes. You can view webcasts on the HIV Assist tool hear additional case examples, and see comments from other experts. Please be sure to check back regularly for more episodes on important infectious disease topics. Thank you and have a great day.